0: it is skype never gives up
1: Uh uh-huh
0: there's got to be a moment where we just uh just say goodbye to skype it's just i don't i don't get it like it's kind of like in one of those like loveless kind of relationships like like even though like there's no love there you fear that if you leave that you just might not find something else right i feel that's what skype is for us like we're we become comfortable and uh in our situation, in our environment. And we, we, you know, we ventured off and we tried different things just to lead us right back to Skype. Yep. 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 I believe, I believe Skype uh, quite possibly could be my longest relationship I've ever had. Oh no. I know. That sounds about right.
1: Yeah. Honestly, there's a decent chance that I could say same. Right? I no, mean,
0: I, I, maybe Twitter or Facebook. No. no, come on! I think Skype was definitely before Facebook or Twitter. Well, no, Facebook had to have happened before Skype. Yeah, right. Facebook came out in what oh five? I Holy think. Holy moly! Yeah, Skype. So I did. I definitely didn't have it in
1: two thousand three, but Skype came out in two
0: thousand three. Oh shit! Okay. So and then Facebook, Ow. I think, was two thousand five.
1: I believe you're right. Twitter would have been two thousand seven, I believe.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah, Skype Skype has that longevity. I think the first time I ever used Skype had to have been two thousand ten, I think. And the only reason I used it is because uh my girlfriend at the time was on some kind of uh church retreat to New Orleans and uh it was one of the easiest ways to communicate, I guess. I know don't understand off phones wouldn't have been easier but whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh video video chatting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, It
1: was it was the video chatting app. Yeah.
0: yeah, because phones didn't have video chat back then.
1: Yeah, and it was good. Remember when it was good? Yeah. Oh, man. Good times. Good. big folks. part of it was probably not having any expectations for it. Oh, absolutely. I mean,
0: it was new. I mean, yeah. remember when flip phones were cool?
1: Oh, man. I miss flip phone. God, yeah. I actually still have it, but it doesn't. I mean, I haven't charged it in so long that it's actually probably a fire hazard.
0: Remember phones with
1: buttons? Yeah, man. You can text without looking
0: accurately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I remember driving down the road and I was able to, you know, it was like, you know, 3334555722177. You know, it's like, God, no. Now you have, now you got these fucking phones where there's no more buttons. It's a keyboard and my fingers are too big for the fucking keyboard. Yep. Can't win. I can't I can't, I can't. I can't work with technology. Um. Uh. So uh, yeah. So uh. Cold open here. Starting the show. Moving right along. Uh. We got CJ Sandal on tonight. Uh. Joe might uh leave eventually.
1: Yeah, I might bail uh part way through. Yeah. Got to yeah. uh, maybe pick up my wife.
0: My wife. Right. I like how you say maybe that there's hope that's not going to have to happen. Well, but I I know it will happen. Yeah.
1: I mean, here's the thing is that she I love her dearly and I'm not making fun of her for this, but she's really bad at estimating how much time it's going to take to do whatever she has to do. And so when she tells me it's going to be an hour and a half, my gut instinct is to say, okay, and then I know it's going to be like two hours just,
0: you know. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so, yeah, you you create that buffer.
1: Yeah, exactly. So maybe right. maybe
0: it'll be fine,
1: and maybe I'll have to go early, but we'll see.
0: Either way, I said, uh, I know uh, I gave CJ uh, a time uh, when to uh, be ready and come on. That way it gives us enough time to kind of talk beforehand. Um, and there's a couple things. And here, here's the weird thing about uh, talking, like getting like a segment out, because, like, you know, when we originally started doing this, we had, like, the guests on the entire time. Um, and we kind of got away from doing that, you know, and I'm, and I'm kind of okay with it, you know, that way, because we don't need CJ to come on here and give us a a rundown of every single chapter of every single one of his comics, because we have, we have followed the, uh, the, the journey of rebirth uh, of the gangster, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. here on this freaking show. Um, and obviously we're going to be talking about the, uh, the final chapter of it, which I'm really excited to kind of get some of his inputs and everything on the final chapter of this, this project. This, I mean, this and I, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, and I want to get kind of the, uh, the emotional side of it more than the actual physically getting the book done. Because, like, Cinder's thinking about, like, realistically, like, we, we have gone, we've gone on breaks from this show, but we never officially, like, ended the show. Um, And I know eventually this show, I don't know how how much life this show has. For me, I hope it's fucking forever. Like, I really do. I love doing this with you. Yeah. But I know for a fact that if this show was to ever end, there's not going to be a planned end episode. It's going to be like the last episode that we do is just going to be the last episode we record and send out. Right. I just, I just know that's how it's gonna be. I know it's gonna be the same thing with JFW. It'll be the same, th- it'll be the same thing with everything we have, because there's not like a contractual agreement of X amount of episodes, and you know, it's like, oh, this is the series finale, because we don't know. <clears throat> so there's right. no reason, we, there's no reason we'd have to prepare for something like that. Um with him, he, this is the final chapter, this is it. This is the end of this project. Now obviously he has more projects going on, Beowulf, et cetera. Um, but I want to know how you want to know that feeling that he has coming from the idea. Like this is his, this is his first project that he pursued this career in. And this is the ending chapter and this is it. And I'm excited to kind of hear what that is. Um, so he'll come on when he comes on and everything. I'm really excited to talk to him. Uh, and obviously it won't be the last time I have him on because he has more projects coming out that we can always talk with him about. Um, but I want to take an opportunity to talk about some things that we haven't had a chance to talk about, uh, or because obviously over the last few weeks we uh, did the uh, the mayor uh, debates for Chicago, which the election is coming out next week, the twenty yeah, I mean, it's been uh, a week from today. So yeah,
1: it's it's been ongoing because of the early voting.
0: Yeah, so um, we didn't get a chance to do it last week because uh, my my work for the first time got exhausting for me, and having phones dispatching isn't. The worst thing in the world, but it, it was just so stressful and everything. I was just, like, I, I just, I, I don't have the motivation to record an episode. Like, I just don't. Even getting through the Monday episode I did for JFW was a struggle in itself. And I it was just like, I just had no willpower to do it on fucking Tuesday. And I was like, well, maybe we could do it on fucking Thursday. And I got through Wednesday and then Thursday. I'm just like, I, I just can't fucking do it. Yeah, it which, happens. yeah, which I'm, I'm fine with. Um, but. I want to talk a little bit about February because there's a few things that have gone on in February. which just never really had a chance to talk about it. So I want to do that. Uh, but before we get into anything, I want to remind all you guys that this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by CarterComics.com. Your one-stop shop for all your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw, Carter Comics has got it all. Not just on their website at CarterComics.com, but also on their four different eBay accounts that they run, uh, you know, do auctions and buy outright negotiations for their comics. They have thousands of titles to choose from. So many titles that they can't even put all of them online right now. So you can check out uh, all of their options, all of their uh, comic books that they have for sale, and you can fill up your cart. You can buy them outright on eBay and stuff. Either way, if you use the promo code, I'm sorry, goddamn, discount code. God, it's That's watching. right,
1: it never ends. It never the permanent ends. permanent
0: code. That's right. As long as
1: as long as Doug wants us.
0: <laughs> as long as the checks keep coming. <laughs> it's a code. Uh, use the discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. You'll save 10% on your entire order. And if you happen to go check out com and you can't find the comic you're looking for, reach out to them. You can reach out to them through uh, their uh, Facebook page at CarterComics.com or reach out to them through the website at CarterComics.com, and they'll... Uh, They'll see if they have it in stock. Like I said, they get comics in so often that they just can't get everything up onto the website right away. They just, they're slowly adding and progressing as they go, but there's so many titles to choose from, they just can't list everything all at once. But they are working on it. So, reach out to them. Say, "Hey, I'm looking for this comic. Do you happen to have it? If they do, they might uh, you know, make it work for you. Tell them that Travis Deer Cartoon Joe sent you over there and uh, see uh, see about that there discount." Uh There still is a plan for uh, me and Cartoon Joe to host uh Carter Comics uh, auction through Facebook Live uh sometime. I'm thinking this spring, early summer just hasn't been nailed down yet, but that's still the plan. So hopefully we get that uh, situated and we can get you a set date for that because uh, I'm also really excited about that. So CarterComics.com, discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, save you 10% in your entire order. Heck
1: yeah. This freaking Show is also brought to you by Audible.com. If you're looking for your next great read, head over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet and sign up for a free 30-day trial and a credit towards your first audiobook purchase. That's right, you can pick up any book in their catalog for free, plus a 30-day trial of all the other great benefits that Audible has just by going to audibletrial.com slash freaknet and signing up right now. Perfect. Thank you. That felt weirdly professional. Uh, right. I should <laughs> say like a like fart or something just so. <gasps>
0: <laughs> There's a um, uh, There's a moment where we're going to have to I don't know if we have to. I think we're fine with what we're doing. But like pre-recorded promos. Remember when we used to do that? Yeah, and it used to be like in the beginning and ending of when we had like interviews and shit on. Oh yeah, or uh Podren Family. We used to plug other people's podcasts and shit. Mm-hmm. History of bad ideas. That was always a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. Look how far we come, man. Doing eight, things live, so yeah, fun. Yeah, nearly eight years. We gotta do a live set. We haven't done a live in a while.
1: That's true. That's true. It's been busy. It has. It has. Uh February.
0: Uh we haven't talked about it, but obviously Valentine's Day occurred. President's Day. Uh Black Black History Month. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I almost said Black Friday. Yep. <laughs> I mean they're all Black Fridays in uh February, but Black History Month is this month and uh we haven't had an opportunity to kind of acknowledge uh black history. So
1: that's true, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I got nothing to continue. <laughs> I know. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm I, nothing I, against I, black history. I just, I wasn't prepared to talk about it. Uh, I did learn, um, you know, those cool shapes that you see on like wrought iron fences that are like, sometimes they're swirly or they're shaped like hearts or something. Yes. Um, or like stylized hearts. Um, it turns out that actually a lot of iron workers, uh, in, in the turn of the century were like, uh like descendants of slaves. And uh those are actually designs from cultures in Africa that have become so popular in wrought iron that it's just like, it's just ubiquitous. It's not even like tied back to the tribe anymore. But, uh but yeah, that's where it originated, which is neat. That was a, a neat black history fact I learned today.
0: That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Never, uh, never even thought about that, but that's awesome.
1: No, me either. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, if I were, if I were doing metal work, I would make swirly shapes.
0: Oh yeah. That has some kinda of good design at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a... I can't uh oh, shit, I wish I remember what the movie was. But I know I think we talked about it last February. Um it was about the uh Oh god, it was it was uh it was about the uh the black women in uh NASA. Oh yeah, the Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, yeah. There was a there was a scene in that movie. Uh, I, it actually pops up on, actually popped up on, uh, TikTok quite often, uh, this month, and I think it's a very, uh, powerful scene. And I know I talked, about, I know for a fact I talked about it on this show, because it still gives me, like, a kind of, like, goosebumps chill kind of feel. Um, when, uh, one of the girls who gets brought up to do, like, the, the, uh, the math and the calculations for the, uh, project, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was the moon landing, or it was just maybe just getting to outer space itself. Um, but, uh, obviously she was the only black woman who was part of that, uh, that group. And yeah. even in NASA, like it was back in that day, there were segregated bathrooms and shit. In and order for her to go to the bathroom, she had to run across campus in order to use the bathrooms and, there, uh there's certain building or whatever and they there's bikes you could use to get through campus but she couldn't use one because it's for whites only and all sort of stuff and to the point where uh oh who's the who's the guy that's in that um, kevin Costner. kevin Costner, awesome actor by the way shout out kevin Costner. oh yeah he's
1: one of the only reasons i know his name
0: yeah, so good. Such a good fucking actor. Uh, finally just snapped on her because she's gone for like 30, 40 minutes, like at a time and everything, and she just blew up a house. She didn't have a bathroom to use. Uh, she couldn't use the proper dress code of wearing pearls because she couldn't afford it because they don't pay enough and couldn't use the bikes and all stuff, and it's raining and on you know, using a different coffee pot. And he took a crowbar and knocked off the, uh, sign, I think think it was a whites only sign in the mm-hmm. hallway there. Something like they, that. Yeah. Yeah. It was either whites only or black only, but I think it was whites only. Uh he just knocked it down, tore it off and said no more, you know, white bath is bat. And I think it's powerful. I love the and the only reason I watched that movie was because of the movie forty two about Jackie Robinson. Because it is and it's kind of true, like unless you look into it yourself. And we I mean obviously we were we were taught you know black history in school. Right. Uh, growing up. But, like, they focused a lot on, like, you know, Martin Luther King, uh, George Washington Carver, um, oh, God. That's basically it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Frederick Douglass. Right. Oh, yeah. You gotta get Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Um, but they never really talked about, you know, other figures that, I mean, nothing against, nothing against the guy who created the peanut butter, nothing against, you know, the guy who created or started or inspired, uh, you know, the March on Washington or anything like that. But Jackie Robinson, uh, I mean, it was, it was impactful to me cause I love baseball and, you know, him being the first African American in baseball and it opened the door for other baseball players to come like Satchel Page, uh, who could have been, one of the greatest pitchers in the history of the MLB is that because he was an African American guy and couldn't play in the MLB until late, I think he was like late 30s, early 40s before he ever even got into the major leagues. Um, but if he was able to play back then at an earlier age, he probably would have been the greatest pitcher ever. Um, uh, but um hidden figures was one of those too that you know it's just like you you, you never heard about that. You're never taught that in school. Right. And I think that I think that is a shame. Like I I do believe there needs to be a black history discussion in all public schools. I know they I mean I know they got in colleges and stuff, they got, you know, those uh certain um uh, uh classes or whatever the hell they're called.
1: Are you talking about like the critical race theory that they teach for like lawyers and shit?
0: No, like, uh, like American like studies, studies, stuff like oh, that. I gotcha. yeah. Um, but, uh, it's just like, I, I, I do believe that it is, I can't, I not I can't, I don't remember the last time I took a history class in college. I don't remember I, last time I passed a fucking history class in college. Um, I don't know how ingrained, uh, the, like that type of history is in that study, but I do believe that. Even if it's the month of February itself, or whatever it is, is to have, you know, that time to you know educate people on the the lesser known African American people in Black History, like hidden figures, Jackie Robinson, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, we don't do we don't really talk about. I, I think, and for me personally, and uh, I I'm only speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for Joe. Um, I think the biggest reason we don't talk a lot about black history on here during the month of February is because it's just, I think it's weird for two white guys to do it. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it still needs to be acknowledged and I figure, you know, we sh- definitely should acknowledge it. Um, but also, Valentine's, yeah, but also the Valentine's Day happened last week and because we didn't get a chance to get together and talk about that, uh, Joe, how was, how was your Valentine's? Did you and, uh, your wife do anything for Valentine's Day?
1: I. Don't think we did anything for Valentine's Day. Uh, I am trying to remember, uh, we kind of both got up and were like, Oh yeah, I guess it's Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Do you want to do anything? And we were like, Ah, it's Tuesday. Yeah. No, not really.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, so.
1: it's, uh, it's a struggle. I mean, I think we both said happy Valentine's Day to each other, but beyond that, I was just kind of like, Ah, so you guys Maybe I bought it? our pizza. Was it a heart shaped pizza? No, it was just something from Domino's.
0: Oh yeah, you motherfucker. You fucked I up. I know.
1: I know. But <laughs> she's been working a lot of hours lately, like fifty, sixty hour weeks, uh on the low end. So Yeah. I figured neither of us wanted to cook that day, so I'd just swing through and get something.
0: Yeah. There was a um there was a conversation I had with a friend of mine, um, on Instagram. I think it was like last Thursday maybe. Uh I wish her a happy Valentine's Day because, uh, she has a significant other that she gets to spend that day with. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, she asked me how mine was and I told her it was, you know, it was anticlimactic because I don't have anyone to celebrate Valentine's Day with. And she was like, oh, well, you know, you can give cards to friends and pets and family and stuff like that. And it's like realistically for, from my perspective, that's not what Valentine's Day is. You know, it's not for a day of, you know, giving cards to pets, right? Yeah. Or you know, like, like, you know Mother's Day, I'll give flowers to my mom. I don't need to give her flowers on Valentine's Day, or sending you know gifts to my friends and shit. Because that's not what it's for. For me, I believe it's honestly for to be with the person that you care the deepest about, that you share that connection with, and. I don't see a need, uh, to, you know, do that. And she thought, I guess, I guess she thought it was kind of weird for me to think that way, but I mean, realistically, the whole point of Balance Day is to be with somebody. And I was just like, I, I don't know, Joe, but from all the people that I've talked to who are with people, like 75% of them just said, yeah, we really didn't do anything. Yeah. So, it worries yeah. me. I
1: haven't, uh, you know, with, with, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I hate to still talk about COVID, but I feel like with COVID, I just, holidays have stopped feeling like holidays. And so it's just, it's really hard to be like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm with you every day. Every day is special. Uh, how do I make this one day extra special? I just, it's just not, but you know. Don't,
0: don't you feel, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, Joe. I don't know if uh, your wife listens to this show, but don't you feel after three years of pandemic, The times that we struggled through, you know, the unjoyous holidays and stuff, that's time to revive the feeling that holidays are supposed to bring us. Like, you guys, I mean, like, for example, just to say, for example, I'm not saying you had to go out, but, you know, a nice dinner at home, making a nice meal, picking up flowers and stuff, right? Would have been great. Right? Right? Yeah. I, I don't see, I don't see us as a society per se, um, reviving the the feelings that holidays bring us anymore i think it's up to us to do it independently or with the person we care about and not just valentine's day all of them oh yeah Yeah. memorial day fucking arbor day flag day yeah
1: i I feel like i agree with you i just you know it's it used to be something that was um it was unconscious right you didn't think about like oh this is a holiday we got to make it special it was just special and now it's like it's work to make it special and so it's just like
0: getting back into the habit i guess do you feel that comes with marriage?
1: Uh, that, that feels working like work? To make,
0: what's that? Yes. Yeah, working to make holidays holiday special. Is that a marriage thing or is that a, a pandemic thing still? So,
1: I don't know. I don't know because we will have been married eight years in July. I still can't believe it's that long, man. Yeah, me either. And you're, you're together what, like five or six years before you got married? Yes, uh, like I think seven. Yeah, man. No. No, it would have been five or six. Let's see, we would have been married in twenty fifteen. So yeah, I'm tr- I'm yeah we would have gotten. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm just trying in to twenty ten we got together. Numbers, so five, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to throw out logical numbers. I just I I ballparked some odd numbers. Yeah, no, you were right though. But you, you ever notice right? that? I, I, don't, I don't know if you ever noticed that for, uh, with me before. Whenever I guesstimate fucking numbers and dates and stuff, they're always odds. Eleven or 13, I, 15 I or seventeen. That. Yeah, I don't do it. You know, well, has it hasn't been like five, ten years or? You know, seven, eight years. No, I go like five, or, five or nine. Give myself a buffer, a window. Yeah. Always odd numbers. Big yeah. fan of odd numbers. Number twenty-seven, my favorite number. Nice. Can you explain it? But nice. uh, I, I, I just, I just feel like you know, there's a lot of people, and nothing, nothing against you know the the married and the relationship people who just feel like Valentine's Day is another day. That's fine. I mean, you guys live your lives the way you can. But it bothers me because Valentine's Day is one of my favorite holidays and it sucks I never get to celebrate with somebody. In my entire life, I have probably, let's say from, I don't want to call it a real relationship because I was 12 years old. But the earliest relationship that I could recall of something that I know I had feelings for, like a a like-like feeling. I'm not going to say Mm -hmm. love, again, 12 years old, but a like-like feeling was 12 years old. So we're looking at now 20, uh, 20, 21 years of life that from my like, like to love feelings and whatever, I have probably celebrated a total of one, two, three, four, five, five true Valentine's day with a significant other. And those are my happiest holidays that I can recall in a relationship. It's not Christmas. Christmas is family. You know. My the person I'm with I do consider family at the holidays. Push that aside. Thanksgiving, not so much. It is what it is. Family again. But Valentine's Day is like is like I mean to me that was more than fucking anniversaries and shit. It was just because that was the special day that was that that was put in place for loved ones. Cupid, hearts, candy, flowers, the whole fucking thing. And I love Valentine's Day. Because I'm 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 a love kind of person.
1: Nice.
0: And and, and, and it, it it saddens me when I talk to people and they say and I ask them like, hey, how was your Valentine's Day? And they're like, oh, well, no, we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. It's like that sucks. It sucks because they have something I want. They, there's something that they could do that I would love to do. And it's just and, and it's just it's squandered. So, I'm I, I'm sorry. so I encourage you, Joe, please. February 14th, 2024, make it magical. Don't do you'll it for you. have to remind you. me, but I'll try. Don't do it for you or your wife. Do it for do me. Do it for you. <laughs> do it for me. Yeah,
1: you'll have to remind me, but I will try.
0: Oh, I'm gonna remind you, brother. Oh. I'll remind you I'll remind you the episode of the week before Valentine's Day. Because because I want I want I want you to go all out. You, you have a bow tie, I want you to wear your best one. I want you to put on a nice a nice uh suit jacket. hmm I want you to make a candle at dinner of uh I, I don't know, eggplant or whatever uh vegans eat. Mm-hmm. Tofu. Um you know, get get some nice fresh cut flowers, either garden variety or roses, either one your pick, your call. Yeah. Put yeah. Up some candles, put on some Non-lyric instrumental only soft music, and I want you to make an evening of it. Because I don't, I, it's not because I believe your wife deserves it, but I think because you both deserve it. Well, thanks. I,
1: I will, I will seriously consider that.
0: Excellent. So, speaking of which, which is, I mean, obviously it's a few months away and everything, but is there plans for the anniversary?
1: Uh, I don't, I don't think there are yet. No. Mm, excellent. Yeah. It's just one of those, you know, I think when we get to our 10th, that'll be
0: a big one. Yeah. But. Hey, Joe, can I ask you a question? Yeah. And I don't mean to, you know, move on from our conversation that we're talking about right now. If I say, hey, let's go camping this summer, are you in? Yeah. I want to go camping so bad, but I can't I, find anyone to go camping with.
1: Same. I love camping. It's one of my all-time favorite things.
0: Right? I 100% want to go camping. And we can do it, like, in the middle of the week where, like, you know, it doesn't interfere with your job, and I can take vacation. Yeah. Yeah, right? No, just fucking just go camping. I think I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Um I I should probably see if CJ's even like on yet. I haven't got a message or I haven't seen anything. I can't believe how many different chats I have fucking open that date back all the way to fucking God twenty seventeen. Holy hell, when was the last time CJ was on? It was sometime last year, right? Yeah, something like that. I should really go through these and see how many... Fuck it, there's so many chats over up, it's insane. Babes of Lore, James Dermond.
1: See, mine... Well, and, you know, I, I change accounts sometimes by accident. So mine goes back to
0: 2017. Yeah, mine, mine go back, back. I think this is the same one that I used... Hey, there's twenty there's 2016, 2015. just twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. Uh November fourth of twenty fifteen. Uh I I I guess the most recent one I have is uh when uh we had Geek Cash Ryan. Wow. Holy oh yeah, god. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, mm-hmm. uh God, there's FN Epic the first time. There's just all there's just so many of them to say. Like, it's just this Colin Geek Cash Joe. Oh, okay, I got to find, I got to see where, uh... oh, here it is, awesome, Uh, he just, while we're doing this, he's like, I'm ready for the recording, so, uh, uh, let's see here, Uh, I don't want to do that, because I feel like I'm going to screw something up, this is the one thing I hate about my relationship with Skype, because I don't know what I can or can't do without screwing this up, so. Let's add participant. I'm going to go CJ. And, uh, Chad, over a year ago. It's nuts. Let's add him. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Worst case scenario, we screw it up. Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Oh, okay. He just doesn't come on. Right. <laughs> it's like, how oh, yeah, are you doing? Good. Oh, we're so glad. Yeah. I, I was, uh, we were wondering whether or not you were on ready to go and, uh, I was just about to say, ah, he's not going to show up at all for <laughs> uh, revenge for, for not answering his emails.
2: Yeah, that's definitely it. Gotcha. <laughs> i glad it worked out.
0: I, awesome. CJ, I'm gonna let sorry you know I'm bad that. at answering emails. Steve, <laughs> yes. CJ, I'm going to let you know that we're rolling right into the show, so this is it. Sounds good. So, so, so you don't got to profess your love to me because people <laughs> want to know that. That's but how, brilliant. how, how have you been, man? It's, it's been, uh, I think it's been almost a year. No, nah, it couldn't have been a year since we had Julan last, but that's what Skype is telling me.
2: I think, yeah, it's been a year. It's been pretty good. I mean, I, I've done definitely some stuff writing. I finished mm-hmm. Rebirth the Gangster, which is, I mean, technically it's coming out May 1st, but, uh, the last, like, single issue of that came out uh, a couple months ago. I finished this, the second story arc for my Beowulf comic, uh, that modern day matchup of Beowulf and Lovecraftian horror. Um Other than that, kind of working at my day job and just kind of trying to survive this Midwest with winter. How about you guys?
0: Winter has been brutal, and here's the, yeah. and here's the thing too is like because I because you're I I don't know if this is giving anything away, but you're up in Wisconsin, correct? Yep, I am. I'm in that. Yeah. Yep. So with with my job, I dispatch people out to do work on a consistent basis, and we have sent so many guys up to Wisconsin almost like every other day. And it's weird because, like, when they come down and they're talking about, like, oh, you know, you know it took me a little bit longer because the roads are so bad and the snow's coming down. But yet in, you know, Illinois, it hasn't really hit yet. So I'm saying, like, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. I see grass <laughs> on the ground right now. But up by, you know, Green Bay, uh Jones Island, Milwaukee, Madison area, they just get the bad weather, you know. And I think it, I think a lot of that you have to blame on Minnesota. Yep.
2: Uh, uh, that's actually where I, I grew up. I, uh, born and raised in Minnesota, so I'm fine blaming, blaming them. <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, CJ, uh, obviously, uh, the big thing we have you on for is cause we want to talk about the final story of, uh, rebirth of a gangster. Um, which I'm excited to because as we were mentioning before you came on is, uh, we've kind of been here through the entire journey that you had with this, uh, with this book.
2: Yeah, you're the OG crew. I mean, I'm pretty sure you were the first first podcast I was on, and you've been with me through it all. So, I mean, I've always been appreciative of that of that. And yeah, it's definitely nice to kind of come full circle for the rebirth of the gangster part of this journey,
0: right? And that, and that's the thing too, because because we're we're looking at what 2016, I think was the first time you were on.
2: I think so, yeah, so I've been working on Rebirth of the Gangster for, I guess, about eight years from, like, the initial idea, yeah. but, yeah, I think I started releasing them about seven years ago.
0: Yeah, so it, it's nuts, and it's stupid on my part, because in my mind, I keep saying Rebirth of a Gangster, but it's Rebirth of the Gangster, and you would think that I would learn that
2: by now. I, I do stuff <laughs> like that all the time, so I totally get it.
0: <laughs> um but uh I, I, just a quick recap obviously uh for the listeners that have been here through the long haul and everything um a lot of our newer listeners may not know much about uh the story uh, of rebirth of the gangster brief and obviously just kind of want to tell everyone what the uh, story is about or has been about
2: yeah, I can do that. So, I mean, before the synopsis, I do like to kind of pitch it as it's kind of like The Godfather meets The Wire meets Breaking Bad. It's just kind of like a neo-noir, um, just journey. Um, and it's essentially the story of the, the criminal confrontations and family legacies between the Anderson and Thompson families. Uh, specifically, it follows Marcus Thompson and Hunter Anderson, who are the, the sons of these, uh, parental units who, dad did some criminal activities in the past and now these sons who grew up their whole life not knowing anything about this are about to be get a wake up call and be kind of brought into this criminal world uh as they're brought into a revenge scheme stemming from their parents' action
0: actions. Excellent. Yeah, so um so one one of the questions I I mentioned Joe, I like wanted to get the I wanna get this answer out of the way first because uh yep. this is the one I'm most excited about asking. And, um, cause I, 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 like to hype myself, uh, self up. Huge pro wrestling fan, so I like to mark out to my own shit. <laughs> um, but th- this, this, w- this story, this, this book, this, this creation, this is where it all began for you. This is the beginning of your, your, uh, your creating stories. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. So how does it feel knowing that this one is finally coming to an end? Um,
2: it's, it's kind of a bittersweet feeling. Um, and I will even say like, it doesn't quite completely feel like it's really at an end yet because mm-hmm. it's not, uh, technically released yet. Um, yeah. and actually in, in a year or a couple of years, I'll be releasing like a full volume, uh, of, of the, all acts one through four complete in one, in one print volume. Yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, it's a bittersweet thing. I, I definitely, I kind of look back and I've just kind of seen the growth that I've had. So there's definitely, I, a lot of pride, I think on my part and just kind of, I, I, how I've improved as a writer uh, mm-hmm. over the course of Rebirth of the Gangster, I think the, the most recent volume really kind of moves at a quicker pace and just is is, much, is even more purposeful than I already was, which I think I was being pretty purposeful to begin with. But I, I yeah. think I've just kind of streamlined it, especially by the fourth volume so it's definitely i'm very proud of that i'm definitely a little sad to kind of be done with this journey or this part of my writing and creative journey just because it was it's yeah. it's it's what i kind of started mm-hmm. things with and so it's kind of the end of an era um and just the at the end of kind of like yeah just a part of my life so there's definitely kind of that that sadness there um but i will say that i think and i'm sure many creators would would mention something about this but like i, I guess i feel like it's more been kind of reflecting on and and being appreciative of the process is really kind of where I've been kind of trying to dwell. Um, And uh, I guess like the fact that I'm done with Rebirth of the Gangster doesn't feel like I'm necessarily done with like anything really. I guess I just I'm like kind of Mm -hmm. chomping at the bit to keep doing other things. And so, yeah, I'm done with this chapter of my uh, my writing. But I guess because I've kind of delved more into the process and invested more in that uh as opposed yeah. to kind of like uh like a product or like a a, a goal outcome i think mm-hmm. i've been able to kind of just enjoy the journey as it's been going on but then that kind of does create i guess a little distance at the end because that wasn't um I guess as I, I evolved as a writer, a creator, um, that wasn't really my goal it was like just this product. It was more just about the process and becoming better as a writer, as a creator, as a, as a marketer, all that type of stuff. And so I think that the more that I've invested in myself in the process, finishing this just feels like, Oh, I finished a step in the process. I haven't finished like this big, big, big thing, even though it is. Yeah. It's like, it's like a 600 page kind of tome. Uh, and so mm-hmm. it is a big deal, but I do think kind of the more that I've shifted to being really more process focused, um, and just investing on in myself as like a, a writer of all things, it it does it doesn't feel like I guess as big of an ending as I as like you kind of are making it out to be, and I, everybody that I talk to when they when I like brought this this up they do kind of get like that oh yeah it's like such a big deal how does it feel and again it's like all those emotions i i just described but i guess it again doesn't quite feel as like big of a deal as they think and even i would have thought when i first started this uh series
0: yeah because well, and I, i'm not i'm not a father of any sorts uh i have a <laughs> you dog I have a dog, but uh mm-hmm. that's a pet. But I, I, I guess if it, to to the right person or to somebody, it's very relatable to like you know like seeing your first child go off to college. Yeah, like, it, it, it. I mean, it, it is, is your, something like that. I
2: mean, I think yeah. it's like child is something you create, like a, a being you create. And I guess this is mm-hmm. um for at least somebody like me who I'm, I'm not going to be having kids. Um yeah just that this is kind of one of the closest equivalents i've had pets also that's another uh, not equivalent but it's another another similarity um but yeah it is definitely an interesting thing to yeah kind of like it's like i've raised it and now it's going to be just out Mm -hmm. in the world and kind of out of my control kind of like when a kid leaves home i'm sure
0: exactly right let
2: me look at joe
0: joe's a wild uh wild young young kid
1: (laughs) a wild young kid (laughs) a wild young kid (laughs) 31 but whatever um so Going to this, bed
0: at
2: nine thirty, getting up at the same so, thing, but you are younger than me, so that's that's definitely something nice. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Joe's what we like to call a whippersnapper. <laughs> uh so how how many how many books are in this series?
2: So there are four uh graphic novels. Yeah. I did do a variant cover for the first one, so when people are looking online they'll see like there are five volumes, kind of, but they're really only Four total volumes there are just two two editions of Act one um, and those c- compile I had released uh these issues digitally at first, so each trade has uh our graphic novel has six issues so it's a twenty four issue series
0: gotcha now was was twenty four always the plan, or did you have like an idea of how you Wanted to complete it, but all of a sudden you had more ideas that it just grew from that point, or was from the very beginning like I'm going to create this this story. Here's my arc. It's going to have 24 issues, and this is it. Or was there a moment where like let's say you got to maybe issue 13 or whatever it was, and you say, oh, you know what? We we could also add this into the story and help build that arc more. Because I'm not I'm not a writer. I've tried it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> Um, I could barely, you know, leave a note saying, "You know, run right to the store," um, sure. <laughs> but like, how how did it work for you when you first started the creating creating this idea for this story?
2: Sure. So uh, it's actually in some ways a little bit of both uh sides of what you just said. So I did actually when I initially planned it, it out, I did plan out twenty four issues and I had a very kind of broad strokes outline for each of those issues. Um but then I guess the other part of your of what you were saying kind of comes into play that as I was writing there were definitely things that started interesting me more more as I was writing than maybe when I had first outlined it or just I thought of new things as I was writing, so I definitely started adding things, and um, even even to the degree trimming or cutting some things out that I hadn't initially planned based off of just uh, the way the series was going for me. Um, but it it did always uh, I had always intended to have twenty four issues for graphic novels. Um, I I I as I wrote the last few issues, I did kind of adjust the page count a little bit just to to to. Uh, to make it work for what that scene or that chapter needed to to have. So mm-hmm. I did kind of become much more flexible as I, as I, as I wrote the series, but I did always have that intention of like 24 chapters, essentially.
0: gotcha. gotcha. Got awesome. Yeah. Cause I, like I said, I mean, I, we, we've been, we've been talking about this story pretty much since the creation of uh of this freaking show, like, I want to mm-hmm. say, I think, I think you're on probably sometime in 2016, because I know it was very early in the, yep. uh, process of this, and you, you've been the second most, uh, returned guest we have on. The other mm. one was a podcaster of ours who, huge into books and everything too. I believe he's also looked, uh, re, uh, uh, looked at some of your digital copies. Oh, nice. Of your story. Um, I I am just I'm really happy to uh see how this progressed and everything. And one of the biggest parts uh cuz obviously Thank the you. story is amazing. I recommend anyone who's into uh comics and and series and stuff I definitely recommend looking into it um because the, the stories are amazing but uh the artwork that you have is also phenomenally done. Um I think I think you found the right people to create this, uh, the the drawings I think Really capture the words that you put into the story. Yeah, I completely
2: agree, and it's actually just all Juan Romero. He's he's a solo art team himself, and he's just he he was phenomenal from the get go. But I also think he's just improved so much over the course of these yeah like last seven eight years. Um, yeah. and he just was a perfect fit from the get go, and became even more of a per- perfect fit um, just because of his his ability to kind of play with the shadows and the the contrast between dark and and light, which is definitely essential in a black and white comic, essential in kind of a noir story. But he also does a really good job with, um, with action, with suspense, with making characters act since there is no Mm -hmm. like internal dialogue, internal captions. There's no thought balloons, um, which was definitely intentional. He does a great job of making characters act. And that's definitely a, a huge, um, part of the series. And, and with any other artists, um, I think it would have been lesser. So, yeah, I appreciate the, the compliments to Juan. I'm sure he p- appreciates it too.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, he did, he did phenomenal. And, uh, it's, it's not me blown smoke up his ass. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just how really good it is. I mean, from, from the cover art, uh, to every page. And that's, and that's one thing, because I'm not, I'm not good at drawing whatsoever. Oh, um, <laughs> but, but what's amazing is like from, from 2016 up to 2020 two was when the most recent one came out in 2023 mm-hmm. yeah. um it's awesome how consistent you uh, he stays with with the artwork like it doesn't, it's not like you know like your characters look different even though it's been like you know seven years since you know one person you know through the drawing the evolution um and I think that's incredible and also lovely like I said you have a certain style of writing that I I absolutely love too the noir how you keep talking about noir I think I I think that's terrific I think that's unique, and I love that you had the opportunity to do that into this story.
2: I appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely very influenced by – I mentioned those TV shows kind of mm-hmm. at the top of this, um, but also just I've read a lot of kind of classic noir fiction like Hammett, yep. um, Chandler, all that stuff. But then, I mean, we're talking comics. We can't really talk about noir generally without mentioning people like Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, Brian Azzarello, okay. Eduardo Russo. um mm-hmm. Yeah, know, you things like even like European comics like the the Alex Sinner comics, stuff like that. And just I know that I've I've been heavily influenced by all of these different um just Pete works and then hopefully I, I kinda threw my own personal twist on it and kind of focused on some of my own concerns. Um even though this is the the story itself is definitely not very <laughs> um, similar mm-hmm. to anything in my life, there are definitely some <laughs> concerns that are definitely close to home for me. So that's kinda I try to kinda Find those things I'm passionate about and kind of make yeah. things that kind of appeal to both fans of the original uh the original kind of uh influences, but then also something that's truly new and me.
0: Yeah, well and and one thing I, I kinda noticed in like like let's say pop culture is that like vintage like vintage ideas, vintage concepts are becoming like a little more popular this day and mm-hmm. age. And it's cool how you're able to take like a, a classic idea and bring it into like the modern world. Um, yeah, thank you. And it, like I said, like it's it, I I'm excited. Like when when Joe said, you know, oh CJ emailed me, he wants to get back on the show. I'm like, absolutely. Like, I, I want I want to get you on because especially if this if this is the end of uh, of rebirth of the gangsters, like this like it's like full circle. We're there at the beginning, we're here at the end and everything. And I'm excited for I'm excited for the release. And you said the release was in May, correct? It is in May. I've actually, I
2: do have printed copies. Um, I have like a limited edition, uh, mm-hmm. print run that I've been bringing to conventions that I've been going to just so that I can kind of start kind of spreading the word, I guess, a little bit earlier, but also just, I mean, I love in-person events. I love conventions. And so I always try to kind of yeah. provide something a little special to those who can make it out there and talk to me in, in person and all that stuff. So I've already kind of been slinging some act for Mm-hmm. across the Midwest mm-hmm. so far um, but yeah it's officially going to be on sale May 1st or it's officially releasing May 1st it actually is available yeah. for pre-order um, pretty much anywhere if you're looking for digital copies it would be only available for pre-order really on Amazon or, or Comixology um, but print print editions are available really anywhere for pre-order Yeah.
0: well and that, that's something I, I believe that me and Joe uh, disagree on where I'm more of like I love having a physical copy of something Joe's a little more digital Um, which I guess because he loves having like 50,000 books in like one hand. (laughs) I um, I get both of those perspectives. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. (laughs) But I, but I love how, how you're not just focused on digital copies that you have the hard copies. I think that's what, I think that's incredible. And the idea that you're going to, um, I think, I believe you said, I don't want to, you know, misquote you. You said next year everything may come out as one
2: yeah so I don't have any sort of official date yeah but I do have um I've kind of done the 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 I've done the process of creating the pages and all that stuff for the final volume which would com- compile all of them together there's not mm-hmm. that many things to change but just some some slight differences in like the yeah. issue chapter titles um some things at the beginning of the of the of the series itself or the the book itself. Um, so it's pretty much all said and done. I don't want to release it too quickly just because I don't want to steal the thunder from Act 4 as as its own thing. Oh, yeah. um, but I do have it kind of set up and it's just kind of, to be honest, it's kind of, uh, I'm waiting to see how Act 4 kind of releases and then mm-hmm. gauging the timeline based off of that. Um, and then there is another Uh, factor that might influence that, which I'll get into in a quick second. I do want to just quickly go back to the digital versus print, uh, kind of thing you had mentioned. I do definitely appreciate print much better, especially with comics, but like you, Joe, I do actually do a lot of digital reading too. So I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who does both. And so that's, I think why I try to kind of appeal to both. Um, Yep. Same, same. But to back to that, uh, kind of that drop in that I had mentioned, that the other thing that might influence the timing of the complete collection of The Rebirth of the Gangster, and this is a, this freaking show exclusive, which you've had a lot of those, but, um, I have had a shopping option from a screenwriter to turn it into a movie, and so we're oh, kind of in the, the process, process of creating a screen, <sighs> when I say we're in the process of creating a screenplay, he's really going to be the one writing it, and kind of I'll just be giving feedback about it. Um, we've already talked about kind of our, our approach and how some things will be changed from the comic to the, to the movie. Um, but that's that's definitely some exciting news. That's so cool. Yeah. Thanks. So it's a a 15 month shipping, shopping option. So there's nothing definitely really, uh, there's nothing that's really like right uh, about to happen, but it's definitely something that, uh, hopefully it can gain some traction and that could influence the timing of when the complete collection will be releasing because of course if a movie's yeah. coming out or something like that it might make sense to release the complete collection around the same time
0: gotcha now uh, obviously you said you're still shopping and nothing's been said so an official but uh, I pray to god that if the movie is made that you're going to stay as true to the story as possible
2: yep i, I we I, are going to stay true the though kind of the thing we have talked about is For act one and act two, kind of trimming some of those things there just so we can get things moving a little quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, trying to maintain the, the, like the thematic, the tone, the, the character moments that really were established in act one and yeah. two just because i think especially then we were really getting a feel for the characters and just kind of setting that tone um and the plot was moving a little bit slower than maybe again a movie would be ideal in a movie mm-hmm. so we are going to ch- do some things to kind of streamline that a little bit make it move a little faster while at the same time really kind of maintaining that solid character focus and yeah. uh, kind of yeah emphasis on tone and mm-hmm. style too
0: well, and that, and that was one of the cool things that you did, too, is, like, in the beginning, like, when you started releasing uh, the the very, the fir- I want to say maybe the first act, but at least the first uh, volumes in the in the first book, mm-hmm. was it was introducing the character. You know, you're, you're you're telling the stories of the person as, you know, you move forward and then eventually rolling into them getting on together.
2: Yep, yeah. I was really trying to establish the characters really yeah. at first so that any plot... Any story event had more meaning and more mm-hmm. just stakes, really, because we cared about and knew yeah. the
0: characters. Right, yeah, exactly. Because you want to you want to get that you you want to get that uh, uh, what what is that called when you talk about the beginning of somebody's life? what What is that called? Epilogue. I, I can't remember. Origin. Prelude. Yep. Thank you, Joe. I was waiting <laughs> for you to dive in and save my ass. <laughs>
1: Jeez. I was thinking. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what yeah. you were looking for. Yeah,
0: you want their origin story, and I think yeah. that's what's really cool. I mean, you you see it with Marvel all the time. You know, it's like, you know, a lot of these new characters, you learn where they come from. And I think that's what made the story even better because you get so invested in even smaller details about the characters, not just like, here's a guy, this is his job. No, it's more in-depth than that. And I think that's what you caught through your writing, through the details in the story that you were telling, and even in the pictures that were shown. Because, it, and I, I'm sure it's weird to say, um, for you guys being, uh, you know, Book guys, maybe not so much, but to to grasp the emotion out of uh, the the drawing, not you know, like it, it just it blended so well with the words, and I thought that was really cool. because you get that emotion out of it.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I I really can't say enough just about how seamless this collaboration with Juan mm-hmm. has been. Just so that yeah, like you're talking about just the the images and the way he's portraying it is adding that layer of emotion that I'm also yeah adding with some of the plot points and the story itself. But we're kind of reinforcing each other through that. Um, and you had mentioned kind of the origin and just kind of their backgrounds and that that's a big part of rebirth of the gangsters how our past affects how mm-hmm. our past but also our like our family's past the past of those around us how that affects our present and our future and yep. so it's kind of just to jump in without any of that that information kind of given without any of, of that uh the characters' lives beforehand um kind of being part of the story that would Seem a little counterintuitive. So we are kind of looking to to ways to still maintain that that focus on these characters backstories while also maybe jumping into um, some things a little earlier. Like I know one of the ideas we've talked about um, is in the first issue uh, of the first volume. Uh, at the end of that issues, there's, there's the robbery where Hunter and Marcus kind of meet each other for the first time, though they don't yeah. know it's each other. Um, and we're planning kind of on one of the ideas is to start with that robbery and then kind of do some kind of backtracking from there, just so we can kind of like get things moving a little quicker. And then we can kind of okay. really jump into these characters backstories. And then this, this event has more meaning. And then we can really again, yeah, really expand on those characters. And then it starts to, to make these, these, events in their lives have more stakes and more meaning to the viewer, the reader, all that stuff.
0: That's perfect. Yeah. I when I when I first started a podcast and I always t- and I told this to Joe, like whenever I get guests on and uh, they talk about the content they've created. Uh comic creators, uh movie creators, uh musicians, stuff, I wanna be able to collect so much you know of their stuff that they have created because Mm -hmm. i finally put my office together and (laughs) i i got i got shelves that need things on it so i'm i'm excited for uh for this the final book to come out complete the set so i have everything i can sit here thinking to myself like i've had discussions with the creators with the creator of this book and it just it would just make me feel better and i'm really excited about that um if other people wanted to do what I was doing and purchase these books, where can they go and get them?
2: Sure. So, I mean, uh, if you even just type in CJ Standal on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, stuff like that, you can find them. Uh, you can also go to my website, com, and there is a, a tab there that kind of takes you to some of the more common places to buy any of these, whether you want to buy them in print, in digital, um, and even for – we haven't really mentioned much of my – um prose book nonfiction book outside the panels but i also have an audiobook version of that so there is even like links to where you can find it on audible stuff like that um so so really anywhere selling books but also com would be the the kind of the one-stop shop that would have it all
0: yeah talk talk to me about outside the panels because i did see that that was a 2020 it came out yeah Probably so it, yeah, it, it came, came out really about that
2: uh, so it's it's a collection of a bunch of essays and articles I've written um, for various comic uh, comic websites. Um, mm-hmm. Graphic Policy is the main one that I've written for, and that's where many of those articles came from. But it's kind of divided into three. Mm-hmm sections, comics, the classroom and the uh the creative life. The comics section really just focuses on things I've written that are appreciations for certain comics that have influenced me a heavily uh a lot as I as I've grown up, like Starman, uh James Robinson's Starman. Um yeah. there are also art or essays, articles about like historical aspects of comic comics. There's actually an an essay about kind of World War Two and non and nonfiction slash informational comics um and kind of the rise of that especially um as kind of like spearheaded by Eisner, and that actually is, is inspired me to create. I'm actually in the middle of a, a a book called Comics Tell the Truth, which is actually going to be looking at the history of informational nonfiction comics across the 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 history of the United States. Um, so that's kind of the comics section, and then there's the classroom section, which I write about. Uh, I before I before I kind of switched some jobs. I used to be a high school English teacher, and I created and taught a graphic novel classroom. Uh, for the last three years that I was teaching at that high school. And so I kind of reflect on just the process of creating it, the process of getting it approved by the, the school board and all that stuff. But then maybe more importantly, the process of teaching it, how it differed from teaching other things. And also just what I learned about co- the, uh, comic creation and just, uh, like how comic, how comics are received by, I guess, just. Yeah. People who aren't as into comics as maybe you or you or you you two or me, um, Mm -hmm. that I write about that. And then the final section is the creative life where I kind of take you behind the scenes of how I created Rebirth the Gangster, um, how I went from like the idea to the outline to the script to finding Juan to collaborating effectively with him, running a Kickstarter, all that type of stuff. And in that section, you can actually see that original 24 um, or the outline where I like do have the 24. Issue by issue breakdown um, for Rebirth of the Gangster as a series, so it's kind of interesting. I haven't I haven't looked at it in a, maybe a year or something like that. But even when I looked at it last year, it was interesting to see, yeah, where my outline was right on the money, but then also where I where I kind of diverged from it. Yeah,
0: Joe, you ready for this? Nice. You ready for this, Joe? Am i ready for what? What? Outside yes. the Panels by C.J. Standall is available on Audible. Yep. Oh, it's, fantastic. It's also narrated by me. You know, um, first, first kind by... of
2: first like audio yeah. production. So there are, there are some, some rough spots, but it's definitely, uh, I guess I'm always a fan of getting kind of like the, the text from the author themselves and mm-hmm. just being able to hear the voice as they expected oh, it to I'm be sorry. read. Uh, so that's another kind of cool benefit.
0: That and that's, what, so when, when I popped up and everything, I looked and, like narrated, I'm like, thank God, because like I, I get like some like, you know, you know fantasy stories and stuff like that. You don't necessarily need the author's voice, but when you get like autobiographies are read by somebody completely who the story isn't about, it just ruins it.
2: Right, I agree but that, completely.
0: But that's really awesome. Um, so we we know. Uh, so uh, Rebirth of the Gangsters wrapping up here in May. Uh, you got Beowulf. How's that going?
2: So we are uh, uh in this spring here we're going to be releasing the second volume in that series. So the first one was the Shadow over Inn's March, which was kind of this relatively self-contained story about this journalist investigating a bunch of mysterious disappearances on an island that resemble disappearances from the same island from 100 years ago and finding a supernatural connection. Mm-hmm. Her story continues in The Haunting of Chinatown with a new investigation, so there is a subplot running through this series that will kind of culminate in like a the final battle kind of at the end of this series, uh, but... I also am kind of trying to, I've been trying with this series to do something a little different from Birth of the Gangster, where each kind of edition, print edition, each story arc can be read by itself, enjoyed by itself, regardless of whether they've read previous ones, regardless of whether somebody's going to keep reading or not, they can read it and kind of just have a, a solid, self contained yeah. story there. Um, kind of going back to, yeah, classic comic episodic storytelling where there's the main plot A in this story and then there's maybe like some subplot going beneath that but the main focus is on pot pot a the main story and that's definitely different from rebirth of the gangster which was this, this this long story where it was the whole thing is this this big story that is kind of this epic in scope um and i do think it needed to be that way but i was definitely looking to kind of just stretch my creative muscles and just do something different yeah. because i if i do the same thing over
0: and over i get a little bored oh, absolutely with um with, with uh for the future now, CJ Sandal creation of comics and everything, is there the idea for the next project, or is Beowulf going to be the focal point for a little bit here?
2: So I actually am. I've done a, a rough outline for a, like an original graphic novel series that I've even written maybe 20 pages of a script to, and that's actually going to be kind of completely different from from all this other stuff. It's actually going to be kind of my love letters to superheroes and kind of the superhero story that i want to tell this one will actually uh, i'm talking about it being an original graphic novel it is something where i'm going to get this the script completely done get some revisions Mm -hmm. all that done and then find artists all that stuff as opposed to kind of rebirth the gangster where we were doing more episodic um and so and part of the reason for that is that this is going to be a much bigger undertaking where i will have to be having many many different artists just because of the nature of the story there are going to be different styles um kind of styles that i want to emulate a lot of kind of the great runs and just the great kind of eras of comics in the past um so i'll have people looking to i'll kind of be looking for artists to be like the john romita senior version of spider-man kind of kind of taking that feel to to a certain like story within this original graphic novel and just kind of so on and so forth and so it's a little bit more of an undertaking and when you have that many kind of artists and just yeah i guess this even big of this big of a story in scope it's just something that i want to be a little bit more purposeful and and kind of uh even i guess slower in some sense in the way that i produce it at least initially so that we really kind of can release i can release a final product that is kind of everything I envisioned it to be and really kind of is able to work with many different artists, conflicting schedules, stuff like that, that will be able to Mm -hmm. take a little more time to be able to really kind of get the right artists, get the right feel, and get the story done the way I want it to be.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm excited to get the uh – get the final book of rebirth of the gangster coming out in May um I'm excited to see where Beowulf goes and I'm excited to see any future products that you're creating uh, yeah, future thank you. Superman I uh superheroes not just superman superheroes uh so I mean everything you create I've been a huge fan of and I'm sure everything in the future that you create I look forward to seeing it and I look forward to you coming back on the show to talk about it you're always welcome here. Open door. Just reach out to us uh, and <laughs> mm-hmm. let us know when the next thing happens. You're more welcome to come back. Uh, be, before we finish up here, uh, just quick recap. Remind everyone where they can purchase your, uh, your books, your novels, and where they can find you on social media.
2: Sure, yep. So com is the website they can go to, but they can also go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, anything that really, any place that really sells any kind of books, you can kind of find my books there. As far as kind of social, you can find me on Facebook at Standal or on Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok every now and then at cj underscore standal. Um, so those, that's kind of where you can find me. And then just kind of to bring it back to what you were saying right before that. I uh, definitely. I'm glad you're so excited and you've been so appreciative. And I definitely, the next thing that I release, I'm reaching out to you guys. Definitely, I'm a big fan of of your show, and I'm always a, uh, I'm always really welcome whenever I have come on, and I really appreciate that.
0: Hundred percent, CJ. I, like, like I, I told Joe, like there, they're, – I, I love, I love all the guests we we have on, except for two. But that doesn't matter. I love all, every guest we've had on, we've always had a blast with, and they're always welcome to come back. I loved when, uh, um uh, I think it was shortly after you came on here, uh, Cartoon Joe got you over on the Geek Ass Live as well. Yep. Um, so, um, I love, I, I love hearing your interviews outside of this weekend show because I love hearing the other <laughs> different perspectives and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything you do. Just know it's amazing, and you got fans for life in me and Cartoon Joe, <laughs> even though Joe kind of uh, just sat there in silence this whole time. Yeah, sorry. Uh, am I still silent? Can you hear me?
1: I can oh, hear you. Can you. Hear you. Oh. Okay. Sorry, my, my little box isn't lighting up when I talk. I, uh, I I We were talking about this before we brought you on. Uh, I've been waiting to see if my wife needs me to come pick her up, and uh, so I've just been kind of, like, paying attention to that and listening. <laughs> yeah, listening
2: to I Walt. totally get that. Your calming presence has definitely helped me open up more and be, be oh, a good. better, I'm guest.
0: guess. good. I'm glad, I'm glad. <laughs> he, he, he's our, he's our live studio audience here. <laughs> yeah, the Peanut Gallery. Yeah. yeah. But CJ, again, welcome back anytime. Uh, I, I thank you for bringing us on your journey through this. It does mean a lot to us that, uh, that you, you trusted us enough to keep coming back. Yep. And I don't thank, thank you why. for sticking
2: with me it. too the whole time.
0: <laughs> oh, it's been Absolutely. our pleasure. Absolutely. So, uh, we're gonna say goodbye to you. We're gonna wrap up the show and, uh, it will be released, uh, for everyone to listen, um, Thursday, uh, this Thursday, so the 23rd.
2: Perfect. Yep. I'll spread it out on social and retweet it and that stuff. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so CJ, much. CJ,
0: you have a good night.
1: You too. Always a pleasure.
0: Thanks, man. Ah, uh, I love CJ.
1: Me too. I feel really bad I wasn't paying, uh, I wasn't, uh, it's not that no wasn't fine, I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't. Here's
0: the thing, Joe. Here's the thing. Um, I talked the entire time.
1: Yeah, and, you did. It uh, was fantastic.
0: And and I, I, I did that for one of two reasons. One, because I knew that there would have probably been a moment where you had to have been going. Yep. Uh, and two, I know half of the questions I asked, you were probably going to ask anyways. And uh, it gives you an opportunity to kind of like, uh, you know, enjoy, in, enjoy our show from a listener's perspective. Mm hmm. Yeah,
1: I did enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I really enjoyed this act four. If you get a chance to pick it up, pick it up, please, as, as soon as possible. You know, May 1st, obviously, he said, um, anywhere you can find books. And, you know, use audibletrial.com slash freaknet and, uh, get yourself a, uh, a free copy of, uh, whatever he's got going on over there. So.
0: Exactly. C- CJ's one. I just can't believe that, like I said, he's, he's been, he, he's been in contact with us and we got, you know, the updated, you know, surprising scoops about even a potential movie. Uh, um, yeah. we awesome. have, we have been intertwined with each other since 2016. And that's one of the reasons I love doing this show is because of things like that, and especially returning guests mm. um, to not only, you know, hear about the revolution, see, but to talk about the revolution. It's phenomenal. Um, so now to turn a uh, turn a uh, negative corner here, uh, let's talk about some uh, things that need to get their shit together. Oh yeah. Uh, you want to go first, or you want me to go?
1: Uh, why don't you go?
0: Excellent. Um, and I wanted to wait till after we did the interview. That way, if people decide they they want to listen to us anymore, they can turn it off. But, <coughs> um, I'm gonna talk about one that is worldwide known. Um, I'm not, it's not going to be surprising, but it's going to be a little surprising that I, as far as I know, and my memory is shit. I don't believe we talked about this certain topic here yet this year, which (laughs) it probably should have been week one discussion. All right. But, uh, I, uh, I went to McDonald's the other day and I wanted to get a shamrock shake. Oh, no. And, uh, Joe, do you believe I got that shamrock shake? No. Do you know why I didn't get that shamrock shake? Well,
1: I believe that what they told you <gasps> was that the ice cream machine was broken. Cause the but what,
0: ice cream machine was fucking broken, man. What I,
1: what I actually think is the truth though is that they just didn't want to make it for you.
0: Well, here's the thing. If that was true, then they had to have really committed to it because I used the app and every, oh, okay. every ice cream thing on the menu was unavailable. Alright then. I, I went through drive-thru and I was like, yeah, um, you know, I got, uh, you know, I got an order, a pickup order for Travis. Went around to the last window and I'm like, hey, is there any way I can add a shamrock shake onto my order? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I see machines down. I looked this lady in the face as kind as I could. And I'm like, I know you're lying. <laughs> I used to work at a McDonald's myself. And she just stared at me like, like, what the fuck does that even mean? It didn't really mean anything other than the fact that like, I know you're not telling me the truth. There's right. either either the machine you just you know you don't you don't want to go back and fill the machine with more ice cream or maybe you ran out of ice. whatever the case is. I, I'm sick and tired of not being able, especially when there's something like the Shamrock Shake out.
1: Yeah, it's and a like, limited edition. You can I, only get it, you know, like during Lent.
0: Yeah, I, I hate the fact that that is a thing. Like, oh, I'm sorry, our machine's out. Never, never has the machine ever had to be down to the point where you couldn't serve me as a fucking ice cream or a milkshake. So that was up in my office. I did leave there. I got back into Piatone. I stopped over at my McDonald's and I got the shake because there was a chances that both ice cream machines are down. Luckily, it wasn't. I was able to nice. get my Shamrock shake. Not the same as it was uh, the year before.
1: Really? I can't, it I
0: can't re- now, here's the thing. I can't remember the last time Shamrock shakes were out. I don't even know if they did shamrock shakes during the pandemic. I honestly cannot remember.
1: I, but they I, must have done it at least one year during the pandemic, but I can't remember which one.
0: All I remember is the last time I had a shamrock shake, it was greener, it was mintier, it was delicious. Now mm. it could be a possibility. I'm not saying that maybe I'm not saying that the new shamrock shakes are fucked, but maybe they're low on the on the flavoring or whatever. All I know is McDonald's, regardless if you're running out of syrup in your machines or your machines aren't working at all, get your shit together and stop having a situation where the ice cream machine is down. I don't get it. The grills don't fucking fall apart that often. The fryers don't fall apart that often. Coffee maker seems to be running good. Your cash registers are fine. And those I do honestly believe. Are used and utilized more often than the fucking ice cream machine is. And yet for some reason, your ice cream machine seems to collapse on a whim every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together. Make sure the ice cream sh- uh, works properly. That's all I'm saying.
1: I agree with you. I, you know what? There is nothing when you want ice cream, there is nothing that scratches the itch. Yeah. But ice cream. And you know, they, they really, they should just not serve ice cream for how often the thing is broken.
0: Right? Oh, and you know what they came out with this year, I think, compared to any other year? What's that? Shamrock McFlurry. Sus. I really is it want... just a
1: thicker it just has less milk in it?
0: It's uh I'm assuming it's a minty flavored ice cream with crushed Oreos in it. And I love right. I love I love mint, I love mint Oreos.
1: Honestly, same. It,
0: what does <laughs> what does sus mean? I don't even know what the hell uh, oh, what uh, does sus mean. Suspicious. Oh okay. That, okay honestly, So that was just exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay.
1: It's it's from the um uh the game Among Us that came out during the pandemic. Um when you're when you think that somebody's acting like they might be the imposter going around murdering people, you just say sus, like they're suspicious.
0: Is that, that uh Asian movie where everyone kept killing each other?
1: I like don't to win money no. at
0: the end of it. Oh
1: no, that was um, Squid Games. Oh, was that a good movie? I really enjoyed it.
0: Uh,
1: excellent. Yeah, I think it was actually a show. It was like a six-episode show, uh-huh. but I, I really liked it.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, what, uh, what, what, what do you believe needs to get their shit together?
1: Yeah. You know, I haven't really done a whole lot for the last couple of weeks uh, mm. in terms of like buying things from places. Um, or, or like interacting with businesses that need to get it together. So what I feel today needs to get it together is me. I need to get my shit together. I, uh, I, I didn't work out yesterday. So I did a double today. And so tomorrow's going to really suck. Um, I, I feel like I have, um, I've just been busy and, and unfocused and having trouble getting off of Twitter, even though I deleted the app from my, my phone. Um, I just, I just needed to get it together and, uh, and start focusing on things that matter and, uh, and, and getting my, getting myself together. You know, I, I, I really have been thinking about it uh, in the back of my head since, since the beginning of the show. But yeah, I mean, there's really no reason. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm up at the very latest by 6 a.m. every morning. We don't walk out the door before eight. Uh, so that means I got I've got two hours to exercise or read or or make some dinner for later or make my wife lunch um, there's so many things I could be doing with those two hours and most of the time what I do is I get on Twitter or I get on Facebook and I just read through whatever happened overnight and um and whatever's happening like right now because there's always you know uh I start checking it about the same time everyone I follow gets up and starts tweeting yeah. Um, and it's just stupid. There's no, I, I don't need to be on there. It doesn't improve my life to, uh, to, to be on there for an extra two hours every day just cause I got up and and whatever. I, I need to get my shit together and, and, and oh. just, I need to work out every day like I'm supposed to. I need to start probably eating a little bit better cause I, um, I, I don't know. My, I I think my calories are down. I'm not eating as much, but what yeah. I am eating you know, I, instead of having three meals a day, I'm I'm often just having two meals. But my, my meals will be like a whole foot-long sandwich from, from Subway and then like uh, a burger and fries and a shake oh. from for lunch. Oh. Real real you
0: quick, know. Joe, real quick. Yeah. When you talk about Subway, are you using it as an example or are you truly still eating Subway?
1: I'm mostly using it as an example, but I did have Subway for breakfast this morning.
0: Did you get a foot-long sandwich? I
1: did with the well, on flatbread.
0: Was it thirteen fucking dollars? Uh close. Well, well it was
1: it was thirteen because I also got a coffee. It blows my
0: mind how expensive subway is. I don't want to take away from your, your thing. Oh no, you're We're, good. So, you're good. It's, it's gotten just, way like, expensive. There there has been days where I would leave work and there's a subway on my way home. Like, you know I would really love to go get like a you know, like a sub sandwich. You know, a, a fresh a fresh, healthy fucking sub sandwich. But then I think about something like That fucking foot long, you know, Italian or tuna or whatever the fuck it is, is gonna be anywhere from eleven to thirteen fucking dollars. Yep. And I just I can't justify that knowing that not too long ago, five dollar footlongs was a thing.
1: Yep, it was five dollar footlongs and it was six dollar footlongs, then it was just like uh footlongs or whatever they cost.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what? While we're at it Subway, get your shit together too. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I just I'm not down on myself or anything. I'm I'm feeling yeah. mostly good about myself, but I just, you know, there's things that I need to improve. And I'm really happy that Lent starts tomorrow. So yeah. I've got a reason, like uh, uh to get my shit together and uh and not not, you know not be such a slouch.
0: Absolutely. Well I mean the whole I and mean, again, accountability is a huge thing. Uh one of the biggest things I'm excited about is knowing that um i'm finally getting into the rhythm of being up early in the morning uh actually earlier than I expected because my whole thing is setting the alarm at five i've actually been waking up at quarter till five so nice. um i'm i'm gonna guess by next week I'm, i want to i want to see how wednesday and friday feel uh but i've been consistently getting up early for the last few days uh nice. without alarms just naturally waking up so um i feel like you know once we hit you know maybe next monday i should be good on that track to start moving my uh, workouts to uh to mornings uh, I, ha- I have been doing them in the evenings and everything which have been fine but again like i think i think if i do it in the mornings it'll kind of help me out a little bit better because obviously if i'm waking up early in the morning like quarter to five and everything i'm just going right back to bed and then when i wake up at six i'm fucking deadbeat exhausted like i if i stay up maybe i'll be okay so, uh, I'm excited to do that, but that's why we're here to help each, uh, each other stay accountable. That being said, uh, what are you, uh, freaking thinking about?
1: I am freaking thinking about, um, gosh, I, I, so I've been trying to figure out a better way to do church for like distance people. Um, I, I feel like the live stream just doesn't cut it,
0: you know? Okay.
1: And part of that is because the views are down., uh, you know I'm only getting like two or three views a week, so it's just my shut-ins, basically, right? Um, or people who are sick or whatever. i'm not I'm not getting new views. And so what I've been thinking about is, is there a better way to do uh, a distance church experience? and so i've been uh, I've been taking a um, uh, a filmmaking course, a smartphone filmmaking course um, online. And I've also been, um, uh, my, my, what, probably one of my favorite, um, uh, how do I want to put it? Presenters, my favorite people to watch for TV is, is Mr. Rogers. And so, um, you know, one of my ideas with this is, is not just to have a, a church for adults that where you can tune in and it's like a 20, 20 to 45 minute show, um, but also like a 20 minute show for kids would be cool. And so I've been, I've been going back and I've been rewatching a lot of mr rogers on uh, on Amazon Prime, and it's just it's so good, it's so wholesome um, Does it hold
0: up it holds up,
1: it's wonderful, uh it sometimes makes me cry because it's still so good yeah um you know it's just nice it's nice to have someone look you in the eyes, even though you know they're both long dead, and this was sh- shot a long time ago um, you know but but to have someone look you in the eyes and say, "I like you just the way you are is just wonderful. It's yeah. just really nice. So, uh, yeah. So I guess if, if I had to, to sum it up, uh, I, I'm, I'm freaking thinking about Mr. Rogers neighborhood.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It, you know, that reminds me, um, Easter's coming up soon.
1: I know. I know. New I've pod- been thinking about that too. New, po-
0: new podcast. Uh, is supposed to start around that.
1: Yep. Yep. I got, uh, got until April 9th.
0: <laughs> yeah. We should, we should really figure that out.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: that's not what I've been freaking thinking about.
1: Yeah, what have you been freaking thinking about? Uh,
0: so, uh, I've been, again, I've been, I've been trying, you know, we've been working on this whole, you know, better life, healthy lifestyle stuff and everything. And, uh, uh, I've been, I've been working a lot with fasting, experimenting, I guess, a lot with fasting and everything. And I'm worried that I'm getting really close to my fasting is almost becoming starvations. Yeah. and and it worries me uh because i don't want that to be the case uh i i there's been times and i i think it's a benefit but at the same time not so much that i find myself not eating for 18 to 20 hours mm. um, and it's not so much that i plan it it just happens like i will i'll eat lunch at work you know maybe around like 11 o'clock and i'll get so busy working doing all whatever and then all of a sudden i you know i get home, I just wanna lay down. I I got my gallon jug, uh timed out daily water thing. I drink that and everything. I go to bed and then I wake up at six AM realizing I haven't eaten since eleven AM the day before. Woof. You know, and I'm like, okay, I really should eat something and um so I gotta do better with the fasting thing. Like I'm fine with it. Like I haven't gotten to the point where like I'm killing myself or I'm drained or you know, like I'm just you know, falling over from malnutrition or anything like that. I'm a big dude. There's a lot of me that could go away before that. Um, but I just gotta find a better way to, you know, do that. And, um, I need to go shopping. I know I keep saying it. I just, I gotta, I gotta get out of my comfort zone and just sit at home doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I need to go shopping, uh, because I've just been eating pretty much, a uh, low carb. I've had, I've had a bunch of low carb tortillas. So I've been making a lot of, uh, Makeshift low carb pizzas, which makes you just take a tortilla, put some sauce and mozzarella cheese on it, throw it in the air fryer. Uh, so like many personalized pizzas that way, or quesadillas, and uh, it gets pretty boring pretty fucking quick. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, so I, I've been thinking about, okay, I, obviously I'm getting, I'm getting enough water, and I'm drinking about a gallon of water a day, which, uh, is a lot more than I've ever done before. I haven't pissed, I haven't needed to piss so much in my life, and uh, I don't know the healthy color of pee. I know it's not supposed to be clear. I know it's not supposed to be fluorescent. Um So I think, but I, I got like that yellow hue. So I think that's been going okay. Yeah, that seems uh, good. So I think I'm getting my, enough water into my system. I know that I've been feeling better waking up. I know that I don't feel as achy waking up. For some reason, I feel taller. I don't know why. Um I'm still too afraid to get onto the scale because I don't want to still say error. Like, uh, as we mentioned in the vlog and everything. Mm. But, um, like I said, I, I'm getting to the point now after the the training my body to wake up in the morning. It's, it's been going good. So, um, we're going to still focus on keep each other accountable. Uh, we're going to still do the video vlogs and everything. Cause like, like I said, I can't do this without you. You're my guy. Oh, same, same. So yeah. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Every week our listeners catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour of Cartoon Joe just isn't enough for our listeners, where can they go?
1: Well, I tell you, if you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the Geekcast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, and Twitter by searching <sighs> Geekcast
0: Live. Okay. I don't know where the accent came from, it just came <laughs> <laughs> guys make sure you do check out uh, CJ Standall's social media make sure you check out all his amazing books that have been released so far including the new release coming out this May uh, to wrap up uh, Rebirth of the Gangster on there uh, make sure you check us out on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching this freaking show check out Freaknet Studios' uh, YouTube page Uh, we're. I'm. I'm. I'm happy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk for Joe for a minute as well. Uh, we're excited that we keep getting new subscribers on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that we're getting you know new views on a daily basis, and I. I do love even though you know there, even though some of it might be a little bit negative feedback, but feedback's always encouraged regardless. One of the biggest things that has been said to us, uh, on YouTube, uh, in the in the comments was, the shaky camera and I, I can't agree with more. They're absolutely right. Uh, we're going to get the equipment to prevent that from happening in our next, uh, series, uh, doing the cemetery vlogs. And one of the things I guess we move too fast through the cemetery. So I guess we'll just take it a little bit slow next time, but, um, uh, comments, we like comments. We like likes, uh, you know, please keep, you know, subscribing and, you know, hitting the notification bell on YouTube for the Nut studios. We have more videos coming out. We were supposed to do, uh, I think Burger King, uh, this past weekend, but I just, with work, I just couldn't do it. Uh, so, Same. uh, Joe, uh, we'll make it up to them. We'll do, maybe we'll do two food videos or something, you know, coming up or something like that, just to kind of balance it all out. Oh, yeah. Uh, how about, how about Burger King and White Castle? Really fucking blow our assholes out. <laughs> yes, just what I need. <laughs> um, so, no, we're going to get more videos out to you guys, obviously, because we want to get more content to you guys. Um, so make sure you do check that out. And of course you can find our, sh- our show wherever you do listen to your podcast, whether it be on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, uh, wherever you get your podcast, check us out. Make sure you subscribe, rate us, you know, hit the notification bell so you know when our shows are released. Guys, that's all I got. As always, I am Travis
1: And I'm Cartoon Joe.
0: And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.